What's up, Broncos country? Thank you for joining the Orange Weekly pregame podcast as we give our analysis on the upcoming road game against the New York Jets. Let's start it off with the Mad Fanatic. All right, Broncos country, Matt and I are back. We're here to talk about your next game because I think we all need to move on from that Kansas City game. Yes, please. Yes, I think uh, I think we're both over it. I think everybody's over it, and I think we just need to look forward to uh, next week and moving forward, which we have the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Yeah, buddy. This should be a win. I, I'm thinking that the Broncos break this two-game slide. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I, I, I'm I'm expecting a win, um, but I from what I've noticed in the first four games, and you can correct me if if you think differently, we either play up or play down to whoever we're playing. Yeah, that's like, for sure. That is for sure. It's a new team. It seems like with Keenum in there, they're just it's they're definitely not the Broncos of old. No, 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 no. It's hard. Well, I mean, Christ, they, they set themselves up for. Uh, for a bit of a disappointment after Peyton Manning era. So, you know, this is kind of, I guess, some growing pains, but hopefully this, this week will break this trend. Right. And we still have a lot of this, the people that we still have, but, you know, a lot of coaching turnovers, a lot of personnel changes. Uh, but there are some good things that we can look forward to. I think uh, Cortland Sutton was looking yeah. really good on, yeah. on uh, Monday night. Um, you know, obviously Philip Lindsay's running the ball very well still. Our, our run offense is actually killing it. I think our run offense did a really good job against Kansas City. Absolutely. Royce Freeman had a great game. He was yeah. Oh, yeah. Through them. And it's like we talked about, like, um, well, let's not talk about the old game too much, but this will kind of, guess, play in. But, uh, you know, as soon as the defense was spread out for Kansas City, it just ran down the middle, and it worked with Lindsay and Freeman. But I don't know why they just got away from it as the game went on. And, well, resulted in a loss. So hopefully, again, this trend will break this week. Because the Jets, the Jets are they're pretty much middle of the pack in terms of defense. They're like 14th total yards, 14th passing yards, 17th rushing yards, and 13th in points. So it's you know they're kind of like an average defense. They've had some good games, but they've had some pretty bad games too. So it's it's hard to really judge you know how they're gonna sh- they're gonna play against the Broncos. Um, it's a big road game too for the Broncos having to go across the country like that. So maybe that play uh, that'll play something, but. I think both teams are looking for a win. I just think Broncos uh, have an advantage here based on their abilities and their their, their personnel. I think so too. And, and again, as long as the Broncos aren't playing down uh, to the Jets level, I'm not saying that the Jets are a, an awful team, but I think the Broncos are definitely a better team than the Jets. We just need to not play down to their level. Mm-hmm. And I think I think we can have this game. And it, this goes back to, I, I don't want to repeat myself from last week, talking about how we need to have a good, clean game. And for the most part, we had a decently clean game against Kansas City and we we controlled the clock the whole time. So I think going into the Jets, we just need to do the same thing. Just let our offense do work against their defense. And uh, our defense will definitely get some stops on the, the young rookie uh, in um, Sam Darnold. Uh, Sam Darnold. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, like the Jets have always been a defensive team, even from like the Rex Ryan days, but even Todd Bowles. Bowles Todd Bowles, he, he calls the defensive plays. Um, he's, he's also had the same uh, – 
defensive coordinator Casey Rogers for the past four years. So there's a lot of consistency in this unit, which brings, um, how can I say, like a, just a, a sense of instinct within this defense. Same system. Right. You know, even though the, the players have sort of rotated through, there's still some guys that have been with the team for a bit that are quite experienced. But, you know, there's a good group of young guys on this defense that they're, they're, they're running well together, you know, so far this year, even though they kind of fall in the middle of the pack, at least they're not in the bottom half, like a lot, you know, well, half the teams. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally. Uh, so it's going to be a challenge for the Broncos. But again, I mean, you know, they, we moved the ball well against KC. And I think, that, again, this team is just, you know, it's not a huge defense that they're going to bully us around. We can absolutely win here. So we just have to come out and execute. But this is what the second road game of the year. The first one against the Ravens was pretty sloppy. So hopefully, you know, those right. those those wrinkles have been ironed out. Hopefully. Yeah, when we played against the Ravens, it was it looked like our players were beating themselves up. I mean, we yeah. had holding penalties and pass interference and blocks in the backs on big plays. Oh, yeah. Uh, against Kansas City, we didn't see that anymore, which was good. We were leading the whole pretty much the whole game until the fourth quarter, and then it looked like it was coaching decisions mm. that kind of decided, you know, and I, I, again, I don't want to talk about, here's a, a shameless plug for uh, for the pre-game or the post-game podcast, so go ahead and listen to uh, Tanner and Jeff in that. But uh, something I do want to mention in that is that when you have a second and 30 on a game-winning drive and you give up 50 yards in two mm-hmm. plays, the next two plays out, you're not going to win football games. No, no, absolutely. And I think that has a lot to do with the what what was called. Why were we playing on a man coverage in, in that, that situation? I, I don't know. It was just a very interesting call, and I think there's a little bit of a hot seat going into the next game. And f- good looking out for Joe Woods and for Vance Joseph is that they have a Jets team that is very beatable. Yeah, And I think absolutely. that's what they, they need this win. This is a must win, not just for the Broncos, but for those two uh, in, in particular. Because I feel like if they lose again on another rough defensive day – it's going to look ugly and it's going to get ugly real fast. So nobody wants to see that. I think we want to see our, our coaching staff stay through through the whole time and start getting better over time. But it's just something that I thought I had to mention. Yeah, absolutely. You're, you're absolutely right. And, you know, let's not forget the fact that the Broncos defense really put it to the Kansas City Chiefs. Like Mahomes threw 45 times on the complete 28 and he only had one touchdown. This guy's been scoring like crazy all year. Um, so honestly, like they did a good job in, in rattling Patrick Mahomes and, and you know causing some incompletes and really getting his face. So Sam Darnold, being a rookie um, with a pretty like it's not a great offensive line with the Jets. It's suitable, but uh, it's you know what I mean. Uh, D- Darnold has been what my stats here. Darnold's been sacked uh, ten times, I believe. Yeah, yeah, ten times. He's lost sixty-three yards because of these sacks. I'm um, thrown five picks. And he's got a fifty-seven percent passer rating. So. These are all signs of, you know, yes, he's young. He's still figuring out the speed of the game and you know, this, uh, this adjustment. But you watch the Jets' offense, and man, there's people in the backfield a lot. He, he gets pressured quite a bit. Uh, so it's, you know, I, it, right now the offensive line is not helping the Jets. And the Broncos, you know, we talk about their pass rush every week, and it's, you know, we're, we're really still waiting for a big game to come out um, out of the pass rush. But, you know, again, this might be the week, you know, where we're uh, – Von Miller and Bradley Chubb really, you know, really dominate. I say that Von Miller's got four sacks in four games, which is pretty awesome too. He's on a good pace this year, uh, but there still needs to be that presence of dominance. Um, and we got a taste of it against the Chiefs. So this week, again, this this is a great opportunity here to really solidify this Broncos defense. Hopefully, it's yeah, going to happen. I, 
and something that that's good obviously a two and two team everyone's mad and everyone wants to go forward but something that we've seen good is that especially from bradley chubb i feel like he actually played very well yesterday or on, on yeah. monday yeah uh he played really well, and, and I think what we want more is the consistency of it. You know, we were used to the consistency of Von Miller, and now they're doubling Von Miller. We want Chubb to start stepping up. Once we start getting that consistent, he's also a rookie. Let's not forget that. He's still learning the game. He's still learning the speed. But I think he's once he gets that consistency, we're going to see a different defense. But moving on from that, it, it, especially against uh, Brandon Shell is going to go up against... Uh, Von Miller. So Brandon Shell is mm-hmm. a, a third year, the third year tackle who hasn't been playing very well this year. He's led up. He's one of. He's led up most of those ten sacks, and yeah. I think that that's where that. I think that's where that pressure is going to start coming from. We're going to start needing to get to to a, a young guy in Sam Darnold, and and we've seen it in past. If you've watched any of these other Jets games, Sam Darnold is a very typical rookie quarterback where he's he gets flustered real quick. He doesn't oh, yeah. stay too calm in the pocket. He kind of, you know, takes a first read and moves out of the pocket. So I think that's something that we're going to have to do. The defense is going to have to do is start getting to him and start rattling him a little bit more. Patrick Mahomes, he's a different, he's a different beast, and I'm excited to, to talk about the next time we play Kansas City because he mm. was uh, lights out. I mean, he he made plays that no other quarterback in the NFL oh, yeah. could possibly make. And and there's certain time that he was getting run down by Von Miller. There's there's no way that another quarterback is going to switch that into his left hand and throw the ball. It's yeah, not exactly. going to happen. And You're Patrick not going to Mahomes, see that from yeah. Sam Oh no, definitely not. And Patrick Mahomes, a guy that in five six years from now we'll be talking is he's one of the best in the league. You know, once Brady retires and Breeze retires, and you know these there's a changing of the guard. So it's you know we got a taste of how great this guy can be, and it sucks to lose to him, but it's just you know it's one of those things where we'll understand how good he really is in a few years, and this loss won't be as hard. But um, Sam Darnold, though, he was really excellent in college, and so far this NFL, he's been pretty cool to watch. Like he's got a very accurate arm, especially on the run. So yeah, he's a bit flustered in the pocket, but given you know the, the combination of Beecham, Carpenter, Long, Winters, and Shell, I'd be pretty scared too. And, you know, he's really good to get out of the pocket and just rip it down the field. It's been very accurate and surprisingly, to be honest, um, but considering like the, the the receivers they have too, you, you, these aren't household names, maybe except Terrell Pryor, but Robbie Anderson, Quincy Anunua, Jermaine Curse, you know, these guys, they're on any other team, they might not be in that number one, number two spot that they are with the Jets. And uh, Arnold's been doing great. Like, you know, individual stats, you know, a touchdown interception, that's, that's going to even out as he gets older, but otherwise, like he's uh, you know he, he's doing what he can with what he has, which is pretty impressive. So it'll be cool to see what he does against a, a stout Broncos defense, but right. he, we can't underestimate him. He, he's got a lot of potential. Right, and I think this is going to be the first team that the Broncos play this year. You know, week five. That's a run first team, a true run first team. Yeah, you know they have they have the Isaiah Crowell, Billy Powell. A Belail Powell, sorry, backfield that you know that two-headed monster concept, thunder and lightning concept, uh, and they they really are a run first, set up the pass, and they have a very very similar to kind of what we run, what we we, we kind of run, but uh, they definitely have a run first defense, and that is or offense, and that is what our defense specializes in is the run game. Yeah, I other than last week allowed uh, 120 yards to Kareem Hunt, which was you know again he's pretty outstanding too, but. I think this week, like the the Jets uh, running backs are, you know, between Bilal Powell and uh, Crowell, like these aren't premier backs and Kareem Hunt is, you know, very much uh, superior to these guys. Uh, so it'll, I, I think the Broncos will be able to shut this down pretty fast. 
But again, you know, we it's, it's going to be hard to, to see right now, but I do think the Broncos' defensive line, at least their defensive line, is going to be able to take over and, and really control the run game. They'll have to if they want to win. Yeah, like that run game has absolutely. to be shut down. You have to force Sam Darnold to throw to Inunua and Anderson and, you know, and, and get him out of the pocket like that to make a difference. Right. And and for the first time in a while, too, we're not playing against an elite tight end. Uh, Eric Tomlinson no. is their starting tight end. He's, again, you're right, not a household name, not somebody no. that we really need to be super worried about. Absolutely. And the, the Jets' offense, they're, right now they're 27th in total yards, 25th in passing, 25th in rushing, 20th in points. So, you know, it's a sign of a very mediocre offense with a rookie quarterback and some players that are under development. You know, it's it's an offense under under construction um, with a lot of good signs. And, you know, it'll be it'll be nice to see Sam Darnold kind of again. He's here's another guy who in a few years from now could be considered as one of the best in the league. Um, you know, the future is really bright for him. And, you know, it's going to be fun to watch him play against this Broncos defense. Expect some good plays from him regardless of the situation. Uh, but I just think that the Broncos are more experienced, more talented, and be able to control them. I hope. I hope, yeah. Let's you know? let's hope. But I, but I think I think that's definitely going to be the case. And again, as long as we we stick with what our what we're good at, I think that's that's what the ultimate goal mm-hmm. is, and that's what we're going to do. So I, I was just looking at their defense real quick too. So we talked about their offense. Their defense, uh, they run a very typical three four defense. Uh, couple oh, yeah. outside linebackers that are their their pass edge pass rushers, uh, but again. We were talking about this earlier. Other than maybe Nathan Shepard and Tremaine Johnson at quarterback corner, obviously he's obviously a, a, a top corner. But uh, honestly, uh, other than like Nathan Shepard on the de- defensive line, I, I don't really see anybody here that's super scary. Well, Leonard uh, Leonard Williams has always been a pretty good player. Um, he's maybe a little bit overrated, um, you know, compared to the beginning of his career. He's supposed to be like one of the best defensive linemen in the league. Uh, but this year he's got one sack, eleven tackles, um, two tackles for loss. He's leading. I think he's leading the team tackles for loss. Um, yeah. So he, he's still a good presence. Um, what's what's this guy's name? Uh, leading sacker. Yeah, Henry Anderson. He's he's a guy. I think he played for. Um, who did he play for last year? The Colts, I think. Oh, I forget where he played last year. But uh, he's you know he's a leading sacker. He's well two and a half. Hold on, let's not get too excited. Yeah, he played Colts, for the Colts yeah. last year. Yeah, perfect. And, you know, he's another good player. I think the the Jets are just – they don't have a lot of big-name players, but they still have some stout guys. Um, their, their best players still come from the uh, the secondary. In Jamal Adams and um, oh, yeah. Marcus May, the two rookies last year, the, the tandem. Jamal Adams is ridiculous. He's, he's so good. Right. Uh, he's got he's one pick. So well. Oh, yeah, he's got a pick. He's got three pass defense. Uh, he's got a sack, three, 31 tackles. He's leading their team on tackles, uh, one forced fumble. Um, so he's all over the ball and he's aggressive and Keenum's really gonna have to keep an eye out on him because um, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a bit of a chess match with with this guy. But their inside linebackers too: Avery Williamson, Darren Lee. Uh, Darren Lee was a pretty uh, highly touted player coming out of the draft. Um, he's been okay with the Jets, but you know there, there's some talent here. Um, but like you said, I you know this isn't a very intimidating defense. This isn't one to to consider as one of the best in the league statistically right. or personnel wise. So again, I think the Broncos offense does have an advantage against here, but we'll see because this unit has been pretty strong over the past couple of years under Casey Rogers and Todd Bowles, uh, just statistically. And, you know, this sort of long-term cohesion and consistency, it, it does bode well, but so have the Broncos. They've had this sort of consistency as well. So it's, you know, 
it's hard to say where you know what kind of Jets team is going to show up on on uh, Sunday. All that, all that to say. Yeah, and and talking more about this defense. So they have their two cornerbacks, uh, mm-hmm. Maurice Claiborne and Tremaine Johnson. Uh, obviously, Tremaine Johnson's a Pro Bowler. He's a, he's a, he's a great corner, uh, and then Maurice Claiborne. So. This is the first time we've actually played against a corner that's been over six foot. Uh, really? Jermaine Johnson's six foot two. Yeah, I mean, all of our corners that we've played against have all been shorter, and we've been able to throw it up to, you know, Colton and uh, Demarius Thomas. And I, I think it's going to be it's going to be interesting where they line up Jermaine Johnson. Are they going to move him around, or are they just going to keep on the side, which opens up Maurice Claiborne? Because now we're going to have. I, and I, I got to admit something that I love about the Broncos this year is the way that we're lining up in, in our in our personnel sets right so we we don't yeah. really sometimes we play the tight end sometimes we play the fullback which another person that played very well last week um was janovich by the way yeah and uh and then we have i i like the fact that we put emmanuel sanders back in that slot and uh Cortland sutton has been playing that outside receiver and Demarius thomas on the other side and then emmanuel sanders has been in that slot which i really like that that outlook uh, especially the way that Cortland sutton has been playing this year it gives us a lot of faith and and those jump balls on the outside that Cortland sutton can start making especially if we have one corner in jermaine johnson who's six foot two and then the other corner is five foot eleven that's a big difference huge that's a big difference in height and now now you have Demarius thomas on one side and Cortland sutton on the other it's almost just like a, a read it and pick pick which one pick your poison find out which side Maurice Claiborne's lined up on and throw it up to him so that'll be that'll be interesting to see how they how they attack that too absolutely and Maurice Claiborne has not been an outstanding player ever since he's been in the NFL even with his time with the Cowboys it's never been an outstanding career he's very prone to misreading the receivers and leaving them open so the advantage there goes to the Broncos again with these big receivers uh, Tremaine Johnson. He's good. He's been a really good player with the Rams and, you know, his, really his entire career with the Rams. Um, and the Jets have a stud in him. So it'll be interesting to see who he matches up against, if the Jets are going to leave him on one side or if they're going to make him uh, mirror with uh, with the Demarius Thomas or really whoever. Um, so that'll be interesting. But, again, Morris Claiborne, Buster Scrine, Daryl Roberts, you know, they, these are guys that I think the, the Broncos receivers can absolutely run around and, and yeah. be, be physical with, um, especially with Sanders down the slot. Sanders is very, very agi- like athletic and agile. Um, he's a good player to play in there. And I mean, the guys will line up against him, like the outside linebackers. But the safeties are pretty, pretty good to match up with him. But again, you know, if a safety's coming down to cover a slot, and you just throw on top. You know, you throw a deep, uh, skinny post or just a go or whatever it is, because that middle of the field is going to be open. So. If Keenum can see these things and he can read it and, and, and react to it, I think uh, Broncos offense should have a good day. Yeah, and I think that's yeah. what they're looking at in the in the film too, right? You have your your height on the outsides covering your wideouts, and then you have your young guys. You have these are these are both Jamal Adams and Marcus May. You mentioned them; they're both second year guys, mm-hmm. and you're going up against a guy who's been in the league for almost ten years in Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah. And, oh yeah. And I mean, that's that's just gonna the veterans gonna eat him apart all day. He's just gonna make him look silly. So I think what they're doing, I think Case Keenum, VJ, they're all sitting in the in the locker room looking at this film, going, "Hey, this is where we can pick him apart. This is where we're gonna have to pre-read the snap right here. This is where it's gonna be." So it's gonna be interesting. I'm gonna see how Case reads it and if he reads it well. Because I mean, and another thing too uh, that that I noticed about Case Keenum, everyone's gonna give him crap for not finishing that drive, but his reads were great. Oh yeah. I mean, he was reading. He was reading the field very well on that last drive. 
and uh, really the whole game he had a, he had a couple of really good passes that I was like wow I didn't even see that you know coming out of the, oh, yeah. out of the backfield so I mean he got uh, Janovich on a long ball so mm-hmm. uh, that's something to look forward to in this game to see if he reads that if he if he sees what we see going into the game and if he starts picking on that matchup. Yeah, and the one thing I really want to see out of Keenum is another touchdown pass. He had three against Seattle and none since against the Raiders, Baltimore, KC. Um, all, you know, other than Baltimore, Baltimore's got a pretty strong defense, but Oakland and, and KC, I mean, these are not strong pass defenses and still didn't score a passing touchdown. So, you know, I think Keenum really needs to get on that. Uh, well, I mean, of course he knows this, uh, you know, this is nothing new, but I would love to see him. <laughs> yeah, of course he knows he has to score. Um, I would love to see him score another touchdown. I think he needs to get the sort of this monkey off his back, um, prove to the fan base, to the team, the receivers that, yeah, this is an, a potent offense um, because yep. that's been the big issue recently. It's just the scoring, you know, uh, with Royce Freeman, he's got three rushing touchdowns, you know, one for Philip Lindsay. Of course he missed the game because of that uh, suspension, but you know, it's it's just, you know, it's not good enough to rely on your running backs to score. Not in 2018 right. in the NFL. You have to pass and you have to be uh, really aggressive with the ball in the air, especially in the red zone. Yeah, and, I mean, it's and, not and, like yeah. he's passing terribly. His numbers are decent. No, no. I mean, he has three. He has 988 yards in four games. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's, yeah, absolutely. And he's got a 61% completion. Um, right. He's got six picks, which is not what we want to see. But, it you know, it, right. it's not bad. So that's the ratio that I'm looking at, and yeah. I think is is frustrating. That you talk about, he's only thrown three touchdowns, which was game one, by the way. Yeah, like you said, and ago. six interceptions over the last four games. That's that three to six ratio. That basically one to two ratio is is terrible. I mean, that look that does not look like a starting quarterback. But then you go out there and you see him play, and you're like, how is this the same guy that I just looked at these stats? He's three and six. Oh, so yeah. I think you're right. I think he needs to get that monkey off his back on that touchdown. I also think he needs to get a little bit of a monkey off his back and, and play a full game without a, an interception. Mm-hmm. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I like a quarterback that takes risks, and I like a, a quarterback that's going to you know throw the ball down the field without a lot of fear. I mean, that's that was our main problem with last year with Trevor Simeon. He was so afraid of throwing an interception that he just wouldn't throw the ball. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's nice to have someone that's not afraid to throw the ball, but at the same time, there's got to be some sort of level like, okay, you still have to, to slow down those interception ratios a little bit. But I think you're right. I think he just needs his game where he gets that monkey off his back, gets another couple touchdowns, no interceptions, and then we can kind of roll from there. And I think New York, looking at this defense, I think New York's the, the time to do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, this is the best time to do it because, you know, this defense is leaving you open for, for you know, for, for passing touchdowns there. Um, right now they're ranked, uh, ranked, sorry, 14th in pass. Um, and 13th in points. So, you know, they, they are a bit challenging to score against, but not impossible, you know, with especially with the dominant Broncos receivers that, you know, that you guys have. It's just, it, it's it's bound to happen eventually. And this week has right. to be the week. It has to be. And I, I think going forward again, if we're, if we're looking at saving some people, some jobs, saving some people, that, that this has to be the week for, for both sides. I know a oh, lot yeah. of people are frustrated with, some of the calls that Bill Musgrave was making in that game, and even I can admit that I was yelling at the TV a little bit about, you know, Bill, you need to, to focus up here. But uh, uh, especially that last play call, there's a lot of questions on the, the hook and ladder. Yeah, oh, However, my God. That hook and, like, I, I get the balls <laughs> in. It's, if it would have worked, it would have been, like, right. the play of the week. Like it, it would have been the most beautiful thing. But since it didn't, like, Oh man, this poor guy! Like I can't imagine the abuse he took on social media, and oh man, yeah, that was a rough one. 
Now, and, and there, I, I do see, and you know, a lot of the the Orange Weekly fan base. We had our Orange Weekly after dark show after that, and there was a lot of people watching. There's a lot of people complaining, and understandably, and probably still inebriated. Let's be honest. Oh, yeah. However, there was a lot of frustration with the play calling on both sides. And I get it. I do understand that. But there is got to be some sort of level of, you know, Bill Musgraves, for the most part, has been calling a decent game. There was a couple of yeah, yeah. just missed plays that we just we just missed, like the the throw to Demarius Thomas wide open yeah. on the sideline. Drop balls. Uh, yeah. I mean, drop balls. There was Miss uh, overthrowing. Just, yeah, it was, it was kind of ugly in that sense. Yes. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes you just kind of have to take the L and, and move on. And um, speaking of moving on, now we're two and two in the season. Oh yeah, and we're moving on to the second quarter of the season. Basically, the quarter is obviously broken up by fours, which I feel like is pretty self-explanatory. Um, <laughs> so we got the, yeah. the first first quarter of the season's over, right? So we're two and two. We cannot go two and two the rest of the season. We can't be an eight and eight team. Absolutely, no, no. And right now, unfortunately, like it's hard to say, but it's starting to smell like an eight and eight team, and it, that really needs to turn around. Uh, the Broncos cannot be average anymore. Um, and just back to the passer, just to give you, you know, some good news about Keenum's six interceptions, is the only player that has more interceptions than him is Derek Carr. So, you know, oh, at well, least good for the Broncos fans. he's not as bad as Derek <laughs> Carr. You know, that's that's pretty much it. That's all we can say. <laughs> Especially them being the Raiders who didn't. Uh, yeah. We just can't stand it. Yeah. <laughs> God, exactly. Um, but, but, yeah, so go- going forward, we have – Obviously, this is a, a big must-win game because the next three games, they're not going to be as easy. I mean, we play the Rams the week after, that's and then we play – that's going to be difficult. I mean, they are by far the number one team in the league. Like, oh, hands yeah. down, no questions asked, number one team in the league. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And that's going to be another game too, and, and obviously you guys can listen into that game, but just to give you a little bit of preview about how what I want to talk about for that game is that uh, that's going to be another game to see if we really are that team that we talked about at the beginning of the podcast – that we, do we play up to our opponents and then down to others? Because yeah. if we keep getting in these close games, we can't be in a close game with Oakland and then two weeks later be in a close game with Kansas City and then two weeks later be in a close game with LA. Like, and then, you know, if depending on how we play the Jets, we can't be in close games with all these teams. There's no way that, that that's the case. You know what I mean? Like, LA plays the Jets and beats them 400 to nothing every time. I guarantee it. Yeah. Yeah. So there's no way that we can we have to we play these close games against all these teams. So that's that's kind of what I'm looking forward to in this second this second quarter of the season. Oh, absolutely. That's going to be a really a really interesting one as well. Uh, Rams are yeah they're they're fired up, man. It's a crazy team to watch. Um, but you know before we get there, we have we do have to go through the Jets. Um, I'm just looking at the Jets um, a couple games ago. They played. Uh, sorry, yeah, they played against the Jaguars this weekend. And the Jags put up, you know, pretty outstanding game against them. They had 200-yard receivers in D.D. Westbrook, 130 yards, Dante Moncrief at 109 yards. And D.D. Westbrook and Dante Moncrief, like, Dante Moncrief was a backup on the Colts, and D.D. Westbrook, you know, would have been a backup on on the Jags if it hadn't been for, you know, a few injuries, a few releases, all that. So these aren't, like, prototypical, you know, pro, uh, Pro Bowl receivers. These are just really, you know, good average players, and they put up you know, really good games against the Jets. So the opportunity is so there for, for the Broncos yeah. to put up a great game. Um, you know, the, the Jets, oh, sorry, the Jaguars also got one, two, three sacks on the Jets. Uh, that's Barry Church, who's a safety. So they got a, a sack from a safety spot. Malik Jackson, defensive tackle. 
Yannick and Joku, he's a defensive end. So, you know, the opportunities there for pressure up the middle just based on these last games. And um, but what they did is they passed quite a bit. Bortles threw 38 times. If you know, if Bortles throwing 38 times is never a good thing, and they won a game. So the Broncos can absolutely take over this game and just run the Jets over. They can, you know, it, it, the opportunity is there. They just have to really come together as a team and, and finish it, you know. Yeah, and and it'll really make a point. I'm reading uh, everywhere throughout. The, the social media and different media outlets like, you know, CBS and NFL.com and all these other writers for all these other places. And uh, they're all basically saying that Denver's not not a contender. They're not yeah. our, the elite team anymore. Like, I, I'm reading this one. We're talking about Sam Darnold and uh, talk about how the, the rookie quarterback is going to have a much easier time against Denver next week. Huh. Like, how do you say that? I mean, don't get me wrong. Jacksonville's defense is definitely a, a, an amazing yeah. defense. Um, in which, in, in the same, I was just looking at, he, he didn't throw an interception against them. No. He was very careful with the ball, but he just, I, I think part of that, I didn't get to watch the game, but I assume part of that is because he was either pressured a lot or uh, they were so well covered because of that defense, that those defensive oh, backs over yeah. in Jacksonville, they've, oh, they've built man. those that team up so well in the past couple of years. But oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I, think, I think we need to just go back and study that film. Let's yeah. figure out, I don't think, I don't think, I I think Jacksonville's DBs are really good, but I don't think they're that much better than ours. Oh, so I, think that if we just, I don't know, don't man. So? Jalen Ramsey and AJ Brie, those guys are probably the best tandem in the league. They're definitely that. they're better than than Chris Harris and, and Bradley Roby. And nothing oh, against okay. Chris Harris and Bradley Roby. Nothing against them. Oh, these guys okay. are good DBs. But Jalen Ramsey, holy man, this guy is good. And AJ Bouye, like he was a big name free agent last year, and it like it's showing. They're both outstanding corners. Um, I, I gotta I gotta disagree with you there on 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 one point. I think Chris Harris Jr. and and let's let's take away age for uh, for a moment. Um, Chris Harris Jr. is a better quarterback or corner than Jalen Ramsey ooh, or AJ Bouye. Now I, our ooh. second corner, I, I don't think I don't think uh, Roby is better than either one of them. So you know, right? right? But I I think that the Chris Harris Jr. is a better corner than either one of those. Than either one of those guys, eh? Oh wow. I think so. Okay, I now, like that. And don't get me wrong, they're still young. Jalen Ramsey's I mean, he's a he's a young guy and he's got a lot of potential and he's going to definitely make it. He might, you know, surpass as one of the greatest uh, corners in the league, but right now where it stands, I think Chris Harris is a better coverage corner than uh, than Jalen Ramsey. I think Jalen Ramsey is also partially a product of his uh, defense. Yeah, yeah, I think we can say that pretty much about any player at one point or another, any but corner, what yeah. what what makes I like listen like Chris Harris Jr. is an amazing corner like he's one of the best in the league absolutely like absolutely no question i totally agree with you on that one. but better than ramsey that's interesting i, think so. I wouldn't consider I think that so. what what makes you think so i just think i just think his coverage his press man coverage is, is better than ramsey. better i think, mm. I think ramsey's in the in the uh, zone defense i think he's got a quicker reaction time on the quick short routes but i think chris harris on the, in the man press coverage can man cover anybody in the league and i don't think jalen ramsey would be able to man cover Every every uh, receiver in the league, mm. I think that there's some receivers that'll take the get advantage of him if, as long as he stays in man. Yeah, that's 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 pretty uh, pretty bold claim there. If Jalen Ramsey hears you, man, you're gonna get pointed out on Twitter. He's gonna call you <laughs> somebody who sucks. And then I'm okay with that. I'd be okay with that too. I mean, Jalen Ramsey puts me on. I don't even have Twitter. Any, any, any press is good press at this point. Let's be honest. You know what? Actually, at this point in our lives, we actually have to do. You know, but but listen, like the Titans. Okay, the leading receiver against the Jaguars defense, Corey Davis. Two receptions for 34 yards. 
And then against with the Giants, leading receiver, who have a pretty good receiver in uh, OBJ. And he had 11 receptions for 111 yards, which, yeah, it's a pretty good game. Right, pretty that's good huge. Game. <laughs> that's, that's a great game. Um, Jaguars beat the Pats, too. Where's the leading receiver for the Pats? Seven catches, 73 yards out of the running back position in James White. That's so different. Yeah. That's a different uh, matchup. They, they, uh, they don't have much of a receiver core right no, now as it is. And then Quincy Inunua had four catches for 66 against, uh, you know. So, I mean, assuming that their leading passer was playing up against Ramsey, uh, leading receiver, sorry, then, you know, it's not bad. But man, we'll see, well, I guess we'll see when, uh, when the season goes by how it lines up. But, um, yep. Yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens. The only issue, though, with Chris Harris is just his height. He's not the tallest guy, oh, yeah. which, I mean, he makes up for us with, with it with his crazy cover skills and his ability to jump and be athletic. Um, but, you know, God forbid, like, uh, Terrell Pryor gets on top of him, that'd be, uh, that'd be a harder one to stop. But, you know, it's going to be it's gonna be an interesting matchup for sure. Sam Darnold is going to be put to the test again. Yeah, Sam Darnold is definitely going to have a tough time against our Broncos defense. And I, I think just in general, I think he's just going to have a difficult time. Uh, we have, you know, two of the best pass rushers in the league. I still I still think we do as long as we oh, yeah. can utilize them. We have one of the best corner, the best corner, if not one of the best corners in the league. You know, the rest of our DBs have been struggling a little bit. Uh, Darren Stewart's been playing pretty decently the last little while. Um, but they've been doing a really good job. And, and I, I'll mention this, in the past four games, every team has planned against Bradley Chubb and Von Miller in the fact that everything that they're doing, they're getting the ball out of their hands faster than I've ever seen any quarterback get the ball out of their hands. There's oh, yeah. these short routes, these short slants, these short hitches, the the quick outs, the you know uh, hitting the running back in the flats. That's that's what they're doing on us. And some that Kansas City did very well, and I, I think that the Jets are going to try to take a little page out of the Kansas City playbook, is uh, those pick plays. Mm. Kansas City demolished us on those pick plays when we were going man, and it worked. I mean, they were getting oh, yeah. 15, 20 yards pretty much every time they did it. They got, they only got called for one pass interference, which, again, I'll, I'll go back. I don't want to spend too much time on it. I think that there was, there was a lot of more pass interferences than that one when, in those pick plays. But but uh, I think that's what they're going to need to do. If, if they think that they're going to have a chance against our defense, that's what they're going to need to do is start running some of those pick plays. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think they're, I mean, they're smart enough to recognize that. So, and, But, I mean, a pick play concept – a bit advanced for these rookie quarterbacks too, and so we'll see how it all plans out. But um, yeah, I think that you know it's going to be taking a lot of effort from the Jets and Sam Darnold and, and their receivers to really uh, give it to the Broncos defense. Um, I think it pissed off Broncos defense too. You know, I think they got a bit oh, yeah. of chip on their shoulder now after you know I kind of lost against Kansas City where they were dominating all game. They shut down the hottest guy in the NFL. Um, talent wise, you know, not looks wise, Patrick Mahomes. I'm not sure. But talent-wise, he was the hottest player in the NFL, and uh, they shut him down. So honestly, I mean, Sam Darnold should be shaking his boots right now because uh, they're coming for him. Quite. Oh, oh, that's something. So something I, did, I forgot to mention. I was I was correct last week, by the way, in my prediction. You were sort I, of. I was, I, I was sort of right. So I was, the 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 score wasn't right, but I predicted that somebody would score and that somebody would need to go down and score to win the game, and they wouldn't be able to do it. However. I did not think that it was going to be Case Keenum that wasn't going to be able to do it. I thought it was going to be Patrick Mahomes, but mm. he proved me wrong. You know, uh, oh, yeah. he proved me wrong, and uh, we'll just have to. I'll have to move on from that. But I feel like I had a decent idea on that. You, you, you were on the right track, but it just you know. Yeah. I mean, I I got something right last week too. I, I picked the winner. 
You know? Yeah, yeah, but you need to stop doing that. I think we're I think wow. we're you picking not wow. picking the Broncos. I know, but listen, I'm I'm a football fan. It's hard not to pick mm-hmm. what my heart goes to, you know. On that note though, like uh give, give me some key players here that you're looking for in this game, both on the Jets and on the Broncos. So just because we had this conversation, I'm looking at key players, Chris Harris. He's gonna prove you wrong. He's mm-hmm. gonna have three interceptions for three interceptions. Whoa. Three okay. pick sixes. I'm just, okay. I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> I do. I do think Chris Harris Jr. is due for a pretty big game uh, against a rookie quarterback. You know, a veteran, a veteran corner versus a rookie quarterback. I think he's going to be able to take advantage of it at least once. I think he's going to get at least one interception. So okay. that's something that I'm looking forward to. On the other side of the ball, I think I, you know, I don't want to pick you know the normal Philip Lindsay, but he's been playing so well. Mm. He's been he's been hitting the hole so well, and I, I want to see him get a couple more. And we talked about Case Keenum. I think Case Keenum needs to have that day where he has a couple touchdowns, no interceptions, and we can walk off the field with a win and go back into the above five hundred column. Because right now, sitting at five hundred is not comfortable. So I think not only does he need it, but the entire Broncos country needs it. Yeah, absolutely. Those are good picks. Those are good picks. What I'm going to take uh, on Broncos. I'm going to take Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, we talked about him a lot, but I think it's a game where the best player needs to step up and really take the weight of this game on his shoulders. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders this year has been like awesome. Just a great right. player, especially now he's back in the slot. He's going to be very effective. So um, I, I really think his connection with Keenum is going to be key, especially against the shaky Jets defense, um, and and they should really be able to exploit it. But these these veteran leaders really need to step up this game. And on the Jets, I you know it's really hard to to pick someone, but uh, you know let's 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 stay on track with this you know this passing game idea. I'm going to take Tremaine Johnson, another big name guy for the Jets. He's going to need to step up too. The Jets are really depending on. Um, on a big game from their defense and Tremaine Johnson he's a leader he's been around he got paid and he's a really good player honestly and he's gonna be having a big challenge against guys like Sutton and Sanders and Thomas and it's gonna be a big game for him so watch him really play lights out too and be a difficult player to play uh, for, for Keenum really a guy that's gonna jump around the field a lot and become a headache um, so this should be a pretty good matchup between the you know the three Broncos receivers and the one pretty decent uh, corner for the Jets. So I think the advantage of the Broncos there. But uh, that's, that's, that's who I'm picking. Who, uh, who do you think is going to win this one? What's the score? So obviously I'm picking the Broncos. I know you're 4-0 you're and I'm 2-2. Two and two, I get it. That's right. <laughs> but I'm picking the Broncos in this one, A, because it's a must-win game um, for a lot of people on this team. And it's a must-win game if we want to salvage our, our season, and I think they know that. There's going to be playing with a sense of urgency that I don't think we've seen yet this season. We need to, and if we don't, there's going to be some questions raised. So I think the Broncos are going to win this game. I do think, you know, I was talking about it earlier, and I don't want to see it, but I have a bad feeling we're going to play down to our opponents, and then we're going to do the same thing a week after when we play down up to our opponents in L.A. I think that's going to be a close game too, but I, I think this will be a close game. I'm never predicting the Broncos will score over 24 points ever again. So I'm going to go uh, 24 points for the Broncos, and I'm going to say uh, 17 for the Jets. Cool. Cool, cool. I'm uh, I'm also taking the Broncos this week. I know it's going against my recent trend here, but I think the Broncos are the better team, and I think they have the best chance of winning, even though they're on the road. And uh, I'm predicting that they're going to win 24-21. It'll still be a tight one, but I think Keenum finally turns these touchdown woes around, and he scores a couple and, and one in a game-winning drive. That's what I'm calling it. Oh, on a game-winning drive, too? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it's the fourth quarter, about four minutes left. 
they're just going to march down the field and score, and then the Jets will be uh, stuck trying to do some Hail Marys, and it's not going to work. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it'll be a nice one. Beautiful. I, and I'm looking forward to it. I obviously like watching these close games. However, I, I don't like being on the other side of it than we were on Monday night. But there's not much we can do about it now. So let's move forward, Broncos country. Let's let's look forward to this Jets game this upcoming Sunday. Uh, we hope you enjoyed listening to us. Um, you know, tell your friends about us. Let them know that, that we're out here. And uh, any last parting words, Matt? No, let's go Broncos. All right, yeah, let's go Broncos. All right, see you guys next week. Orange, man. I'm rocking orange, man.